Hello and welcome to the Gambler Racing Podcast. I'm Selectabet and the boys of value and I are back in the saddle this week after the weather postponed last week's racing podcast. How is it going, Paul? Yeah, really looking forward to the racing. All is well here and um, we've got a pretty impressive card on, uh, on Saturday, so it should be good fun. Yeah, no racing podcast last week. Uh, the weather hit most of the cards last week, didn't it? Yeah, all the all the big jumps races were uh, were hammered. So pretty, uh, we were we were left with some pretty average looking all weather stuff. And I thought no point wasting anyone's time listening to me talking about all weather racing. Um, when, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll leave that to others. I think you suggested your time would be better spent looking ahead to some of the, the Cheltenham Festival races that are coming up as well. That's right, yeah. Um, I, I did have a chance to, to go through some of that. Um, so there'll be some more content on Mr Fix's site uh, in the near future. Um, it looks like a really good Cheltenham Festival this year. Quite exciting. Yep, and the Grand National weights were announced there this week as well. They were. That's uh, absolutely fascinating stuff um, for a, a Grand National geek like myself. Um uh, they gave Tiger Row a rating of 166, uh, which I suspect won't go down too well with his owner, Michael O'Leary, who was threatening that he wouldn't run if he had anything higher than 160, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. But I, I actually think that's that's quite a fair uh, quite a fair weight, um, and there's quite a few big names entered. It's a, a bumper bumper list of entries and lots of, lots of big names. Bristol Demise at top of the weights, um, and there's Santini's in there as well, presenting Percy, my old friend. So it'll be interesting to see if any of them actually line up. Was there ever any chance of Tiger Roll not giving himself the chance to, to win it for a third time? Well, it's, that's what he's saying. Um, he's saying that he'll run him at Cheltenham in the cross-country race um, where mm-hmm. all the horses carry the same weight and then he'll, he'll potentially retire him. So um, we'll see if he comes through with that, with that threat. But, I mean... Everybody would love him um, to go to go back to AMC and try for a third time. Um, and I, I know that Gordon Elliott wants to do that. The trainer has spoken out and said he'd love that to happen as well. So we'll see what happens. It, it might just be a wee bit of gamesmanship. Yeah, we've got that to look forward to. Um, and I'm sure it won't be a last we've heard of Michael O'Leary before the Grand National. Um, uh, yes, exactly. I'll shy a few words or two. So we've got some live racing on ITV this week from Ascot, Haydock and Wincanton. We're going to have a look at four races that are on TV on Saturday. We've got five tips across the four races and the first one is in the five past to Haydock and it's a oh, podcast favourite on the blind side. I think he's tipped twice already in the last few months. I think I have and I don't think he's let us down. Yeah. Um, certainly won the last time. Um, he's a horse actually that I, I, I hadn't warmed to uh, previously, but in recent times he's become quite consistent and um, performs really well. Um, and I think uh, in this race, I, I think fair play to Nicky Anderson and, and his team who've found um, another good opportunity for him here, I think, mm-hmm. uh, to, to, to get another victory. Um, it's a great two hurdle. Um, so basically, it's not a handicap, so he doesn't have to worry about. Horse giving loads of weight away to other horses, but it is, it is quite close in terms of the ratings between most of the entries. Um, and I just think, given the, the form that on the blind side's on in at the moment, um, he's, he was a standout, the standout choice for me. Um, he, he, as I say, fight, fight at the weights. The, the ones that the, probably the main threat would be Emma Tom, uh, who was 
uh, a, a decent fourth place in last year's um, Stairs Hurdle at the Cheltenham Festival, um, but hasn't really um, set the world alight with um, a, a sort of step into the chasing world this season. So they're, they're bringing that one back to back to run over hurdles again I'm always reluctant when, when they do that with horses because it suggests that something's not quite right mm. um, and there's, there's no guarantee that they'll then just go back to being as good as they were before over hurdles um, so I've sort of ruled um, the Tom out for that reason um, what was the other main uh, the other main danger was Bally Optic who actually sort of falls out of the same category um, he's been running in chases as well uh, and is now back um, hurdling he's an 11 year old so I don't see him improving um, and it, yeah you see, I, I could just go through the field and find sort of pick holes and most of them itchy feet uh, likewise a, a hurdler that's uh, a, a chaser rather that's back hurdling now um, whereas on the blind side it's been really consistent um, hasn't been out of the uh, hasn't been out of the top two in his last six races um, and in his one last time out as well quite nicely when he had to really battle to to, to get past Little Rockefeller um, mm. so I just thought 130 was a very fair place I would have him closer to sort of 94, 2 to 1 in that race quite, so, was quite yeah. he just looks the best horse in the race and as you say didn't let us down the last time that's it and, and when you see a horse like that battling last time out it really you sort of warm to the horse, you know. Mm. If he's willing to, he's willing to get stuck in. He's enjoying his mm. racing. He wants to get his head in front. Um, so yeah, I just thought very fair, um, and, and I'll go back in with him until he until he lets us down. Yeah, we bit of seventy two available at uh, William Hill's Bet Victor. Punish uh, them, punish them. As you say, would. probably expect it to go for a wee bit shorter than that. So that was a decent value at that price. Yep, that's me. All right, next up is the 225 Ascot, and we've got uh, two horses in this one. Another one that's featured on the podcast before, Hill 16 from the Twist and Davies team. Yeah, Hill 16 actually let us down, I think, last time we tipped uh, we tipped him to win, um, and he, he, he flopped. He, he, he'd been improving quite rapidly before that, and just uh, last time out, for whatever reason, flopped the trainer, said they didn't have an explanation for it. Um so it's one of those you just wonder, you know, was there an issue with the horse that day, or um, was the ground the problem? The, the, he's wearing a tongue tie for the first time mm-hmm. um, this time, so that suggests maybe they, they think that may may have been something to do with it, and that, that could fix it. Um, so I, I, I'm basically just uh, I think because of that, I mean, he was sent off eleven to four joint favourite last time out, and I think because of that poor performance, um, we're now getting a much bigger price. Um, obviously it comes with a health warning because the horse was pulled up last time but these things happen you know, they're they, they not consistent animals that run exactly the same every time if they were with all the millionaires so I'm giving them, a, giving them another chance Hill 16, I think it's a, a decent each way uh, proposition, I think we're getting 12 to 1 um, and you're getting 4 places each way as well so I thought that was a decent each way shout, this, this actually a, really good race um, most of the racing on Saturday is to be fair um, and I thought uh, Koba Lobo the f- sort of favourite or second favourite here was a decent shout as well but just with it being a competitive each way race I'm, I'm passing him over and my other selection is a horse called New Tide um, from the Kim Bailey Guard who had been uh, it's been sort of fairly consistent and um, 
and just last time out just wasn't as good was beaten quite it actually finished third but it was beaten quite a distance by uh, Snow Leopardess in a, in a decent race um, the thing that caught my eye though is that they've uh, decided to give New Tide a, a wind up mm-hmm. um, and that suggests you know, the, the last couple of runs I've not been happy with prior to that um, he'd won three in the bounce um, so he's clearly he was, he was a good novice chaser um, so there's, there's clearly some ability there and if that wind up uh, fixes whatever the issue was um, he, he's another one that could be a cracking uh, crack bit of value getting 10 to 1 um, about him and, and David Bass who uh, I think is a cracking jockey um, he comes back in for the ride as well which is probably a, a bit of a bonus he, he rode him for his last three victories so that's a little, a little tick in that column as well so just uh, in a, a wide open race um, where you're getting four places from quite a few of the big bookmakers um, I thought I'll take those two um, and I'm hoping at least one of them bounces back to form and gets his ice double price uh, double figure price winner well you say that and uh, I'm just looking at New Tide on the odds grid here and it's best price 8 to 1 now as short as 61 in places so. oh wow that's very interesting actually because that's been only been in the last uh, 90 minutes or so since uh, we've had our technical issues on <laughs> recording here so the 10 to 1's gone I didn't even get the 10 to 1 so, uh, I was going to say it must be the weight of all your money that's, that's uh, well. unfortunately not <laughs> um, well that there comes a point when you when you don't back them. Um, so we've, we've talked about this before in the podcast, but mm. price is important. So if he's six to one, um, that's a wee bit short for me to be honest for a horse that hasn't been great the last couple of times. So you're looking at eight to one, still fine. Um, but if he drops down to sort of six to one, then maybe leave it to the morning and, and hope they drift out a bit again because that's that's going to be a bit skinny. Yeah, I think William Hill's probably best option at the moment at seven to one, paying four places. Okay, dokie. Yeah. Um, with uh, twelve runners in the race, so. that's just about acceptable, I would say. But okay. I, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be going mad about that now. That's right. very interesting. That's, that's a quite a significant, quite a significant move in that race. Um, sort of, although even sort of Friday evening, but it's still, uh, that's still quite, a, quite a move for a, a live ITB race. Yeah, keep an eye on that one. Okay, next up is the two forty, which is the William Hill Grand National Trial Handicap Chase, and you're op- overlooking. Um, one of your old favourites here, Lord Dumesnil. Um, oh, this is a, take yeah, on a, is it a Kelly? Is that yeah, I think it's a Kelly. I actually googled it to, to see how it's pronounced, and I was listening back to his old races, and it, it seems to be a Kelly, as in Achilles heel. But Achilles mm-hmm. um, so, yes. a Kelly is the a, a, a name uh, given to men in France and Italy, apparently. And it comes from Achilles, the, the famous Greek. Was he Greek, that god? I don't know. Um, so that's where that's where the name comes from, according to Google. More importantly, um, this is a belter of a race. Um, you, can, uh, you can make a case for loads of them. And, and as you say, our old friend Lord Dominion in there. It's hard to hard to pass him by. Um, and there's also there's also one or two others. I mean, the outside of the field is always called Perfect Candidate, who's now mm. a four, 14 year old, which is ridiculously old, um, even in jump racing terms. Um, but he won last time out, um, absolutely hosed up by about 45 lengths in, in heavy ground. Um, so I don't even think you can rule him out from from a, a strong performance. Um, but yeah, and yeah, literally you can go through the race and, and make a strong case that the sort of front in the market um, are sort of young, progressive chasers um, and the two amigos would fall in that category as well. Then you've got Lord Dominio, who we know is quite a reliable sort of each way um, prospect in these kind of races. He stays all day, but just recently has, uh, I think it's sort of been exposed in terms of the handicapper. Um, 
sort of caught up with him in effect um, and hasn't been hasn't been his usual self the last couple of times. So I'm giving him uh, giving him a body swear for this. Um, and I just thought that Achille, who'd been out for about eighteen months before his last run, yeah. um, I thought he looked like a really that was a really good return. He, he finished a very close second uh, and actually might have won um, if, the, if the race had been a wee bit, uh, a couple hundred yards longer. Um, so I think he, he could potentially improve for that. And uh, the race could be set up here nicely for him. He's able to sit out the back. Charlie Deutsch is travelling up to Haydock for the race, which I thought was interesting as well because um, Venetia's got some decent horses running at Ascot. So he's obviously decided to come here and looking at the entries... I reckon it might be for this ride. He's got other rides at Adol, but I thought this was the most appealing one. Um, so it's quite it's quite significant, I think, that he comes up. Um, and, yeah, I just think Dave, uh, there's no point in campaigning this horse for future seasons because he's now an 11-year-old and they've, they've missed out in the last couple of years through injury. So mm-hmm. um, this could be this could be his big day. And I see there's actually been a wee, a wee bit of money for him as well. He's nibbled in from nines into eights since uh, since I first looked at the prices. So yeah. I'm, I'm quite keen on him in what, what will be a, a, a fantastic race, hopefully a real slog in the mud that he up. Yeah, and again, it's one of those races, nine run. So if we can get four places, I think we'll try and take them, do we? Oh, definitely, yeah. Um, Hills, are, Hills are offering four places at the moment, and I think Skybet are as well, which is quite generous. Um, so if you can get that, take it. Um, you might you might get a wee bit of a clip in the odds as a result, but I'm looking at it now. It's 15 to 2 with Hills for four places. So take mm-hmm. that because the best price is 8 to 1. So that, that's very yeah, fair. It's not bad at all. Yeah. Okay, last but not least, we're going to sign off with Arrivederci in the 3 o'clock at Ascot. Yeah. Um, this is another one. This is there's even more runners, and this is a 16 runner uh, handicap. It's got a wee bit more of the, the feel of a lottery to it. This race, to be honest, so um, I'm not as strong or as keen um, in this one as a as I was for the other races that we mentioned earlier. But there is a horse that, that stands out for me, and he's been in my tracker for a while. Um, a horse called Arrivederci um, for the John Joe and Yule yard. The John Joe Senior trains and John Joe Junior rides it. Um, just last time out was a sort of an obvious um, sort of notebook horse. Um, was was beaten into second, but ran ran particularly well. Um, and it's beautiful sort of grey horse actually catches the eye when you when you see the you watch the racing back. He stands out, um, and I just think he's he's a potential improver even. Even still, I think he's got a bit more to give. So he was the one that jumped out. You're getting extra places um, in this. You're getting, I think, quite a few of them are paying five places each way. Um, and one bookie, one bookie's actually paying six, although you, the, the prices are much reduced. So it's a wee bit of a snider because it's a six to one um, sort of favourite or joint favourite. Maybe but uh, I think I think he'll be there or thereabouts. Can't see him. Can't see him outside the top five anyway, so I think that's very fair, and uh, I think it'll give you a very good run for your money. But as I say, it's, it's a wide open race, so um, don't go don't go bananas on it. Yeah, a wee bit of a punt on that one might be as well. Wait to see how those first three go and see if you've got any money in your pocket. <laughs> that's it. That's exactly. It. I don't think you'll get considerably shorter than that because it's a it's a it's a fairly wide open race and there'll probably money for one or two of the others. So yeah, I wouldn't be rushing into nine to take the six to one. Yeah, we'll give us a wee interest anyway. Okay, can you give us a wee recap then of those four, sorry, five selections for Saturday? I can indeed. So we've got um, 
the 205 at Haydock on the blind side, uh, 100 to 30. That's a win bet. And then the 225 at Ascot, new tide. Um, if you can get 8 to 1, then, then take that. I think don't go shorter than 7 to 1. And second choice in that race is Hill 16, uh, who's 12 to 1. They're both each way. Then the 240 at Haydock, it's Achille. Uh, best price available is 8 to 1, although take the Hills 15 to 2 because you get four places each way. And finally, the 3 o'clock at Ascot, Arrivederci. It's currently 6 to 1, and that's each way shot as well. You're getting five places with most bookmakers. Good stuff. Thank you very much. Now, don't forget, you can follow Paul on Twitter at The Voice of Value, and you can follow the Gambler account at Gambler Tips. You can also follow Paul on the Mr Fixit's Tips site where he posts some regular uh, racing tips at the weekend. Just visit mrfixitstips.co.uk to find his tips there as well. And that's us for this week. Thank you very much for tuning in to this week's podcast. I um, hope you have a, a great weekend of betting and best of luck with your tips, Paul. Thanks very much. And uh, a big shout out to Lewis who will be driving home just now as he's our NHS hero. He's been vaccinations all week. So uh, enjoy the weekend. Mm-hmm.